0: Bagri is the managing director for Bagri Economics. He joins us now. And Cam MFAT released their 2023 strategic foreign policy assessment uh, called Navigating a Shifting World. Now, this looks ahead to 2035, and it sounds super dry balls, but it's actually really enlightening. Uh, this report comes out only every three years, and they've said, look, for a generation or more, we've enjoyed a comparatively stable and a secure strategic environment that's been favourable to New Zealand's interests and values. However, this assessment sees us navigating a more challenging world, one that will demand more of our policy and operational expertise. Cameron, this is grim reading.
1: Well, they actually used that word grim, and you sort of wonder about, you know, it's unusual for a government entity to throw the word grim. Yeah. is isn't anywhere near that into an assessment, but if you sit back and you think about the the bigger picture here, we've been in a globalised, reasonably well-connected world for decades, and that's helped contribute to global economic prosperity. What we've been starting to see, in the the early signs of this were pre-COVID, and COVID was just a bit of an accelerant was that the whole geopolitical scene internationally has started to get turned on its head, and obviously we've been dealing with the Ukraine-Russian situation, spill it Europe, the, the United Kingdom. You've got what's going on regard go with Taiwan. You've got the tension between China versus the United States, and then you've got little old New Zealand right down the bottom of the, the South Pacific that's trying to you know, stay on that tightrope right. Uh, navigating dealing with the Amazon and the Alibaba world because we sell to one, but we get a pretty close strategic security relationship with with Uncle Sam. And what that document detailed was three bigger picture themes. Theme one was a shift from what's called a rules-based system to a system that's a lot more about power. And we like to play by the rules. When you start to see a power-based system that undermines or potentially undermines certain countries. We're seeing a big shift away from economics and trade shifting to be security driving trade. And it's security in three areas. It's food, it's energy, and it's technological advancement. We could do quite well out of that as a well-liked, prosperous food provider, but we've got a big Achilles heel in regard to energy dependence globally Mm -hmm. and then the third one was shifting from efficiency to resilience and that's just about risk yeah for a long time global supply chains have been all about just in time and it's worked Uh, now we're starting to see supply chains are moving to be a lot more about just in case and just in case is not as efficient as just in time
0: So, do you think New Zealand is going to be able to meet these challenges forewarned as forearmed? Are we in a good position to be able to do this, or are we still on the back foot, uh, not quite up with the play here?
1: I think we're on the back foot in regard to what we've done in regard to energy, particularly the closure of Marsden Point, what we've done in regard to with Taranaki and the not oil, but yeah, gas in particular, so we need to have some real big strategic thinking about where we're going in regard to our energy dependency because at the moment it's a big point of vulnerability. Strategically, we could do very well on the food front, uh, subject to a whole lot of constraints. Uh, New Zealand is obviously a very efficient food producer, but efficiency is not going to be... You know, to be on the end all going forward because people are starting to think a lot more about security of supply uh, and that's about you know political uh, you know, being politically stable, yeah, you've got to keep food on the table uh, there's a big arm wrestle that's going on in here between the United States and China yeah, and America's been the economic superpower for a long time and they want to maintain that status as the economic superpower And they're trying to slow down China's rate of economic advancement. How do you slow down China's rate of economic advancement? Well, one way is through technology. You slow down their access to technology, and we're seeing that not just in America. It's Japan restricting access to products. The Netherlands just started restricting access to products. And what's been China's response? Well, they're going to restrict America's access to certain minerals, which are pretty critical in regards to the production of technology-based products. And Russia's likely to join in that as well. So let's just say she, she's interesting times in regard to where we're going. But the bigger picture is that you know, the last 30 years, I don't think it's going to be repeated. You know? We've got to strike some pretty tough balancing acts going forward because, as I said, we like to deal and be involved in the Alibaba and the Amazon world, and Alibaba and Amazon are having a few issues.
0: (laughs) They are indeed. Uh, Cameron, just finally, US inflation figures out. How has that impacted the Kiwi dollar?
1: Yeah, well, US inflation figures came out last week uh, a bit better than expectations. Uh, Headline inflation down to 3%. Core inflation dropping from 5.3% down to 4.8%. And what that's done is that it's seen markets pull back expectation how high interest rates will go. Your risk assets around the globe in America took those numbers pretty positively. And, of course, what we've also seen is the US dollar's gone down. And Currencies tend to be two-sided coins, so the US dollar goes down. We've gone up on the other side, which is not great news for the export community.
0: No, indeed. Cameron Bagri out of Bagri Economics. Appreciate your time as always.
1: All the best.